This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. There's an initiative in front of the West Virginia legislature to hire more teachers for early childhood education. But it's not as simple as just saying it. It's a challenge in everything. I mean, it's a challenge, honestly, no matter what business it is today, whether it's McDonald's or teachers or coal miners. That story and more coming up this West Virginia Morning. Support for West Virginia Morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. West Virginia abortion providers and advocates filed a lawsuit Wednesday in federal court challenging West Virginia's near total abortion. Plaintiffs in the case are asking for an injunction blocking the entire ban while providers make their case in court. The suit says the ban is both irrational and unconstitutional. Attorney General Patrick Morrissey issued a statement saying he would defend the state law to the fullest. The West Virginia legislature passed House Bill 302 in September 22 in less than 24 hours. The bill allows limited, very few exceptions, and the procedure is limited to MDs and doctors of osteopathic medicine. Under House Bill 302, any portion of the law is determined to be unconstitutional. The entire law must be struck down. The American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU of West Virginia, Mountain State Justice, and the Cooley Law Firm filed the lawsuit in U.S. District Court for the Southern District of West Virginia on behalf of Women's Health Center of West Virginia. The Allegheny Front, based in Pittsburgh, is a public radio program that reports on environmental issues in the region. Here's their latest story about recycling plastics. To solve our plastic waste crisis, the industry is touting new chemical recycling processes, but they're expensive and unproven. This is the Allegheny Front Environment Updates. I'm Carol Holsoppel. A new peer-reviewed study by the National Renewable Energy Lab in Colorado looked at the costs and environmental impacts of current and new technologies for recycling plastic. James Bruggers wrote about it for Inside Climate News. I asked him why plastic is a difficult material to recycle in the first place. Well, plastics were never designed to be recycled. They're made of polymer chains and chemical additives. Many of them are toxic. These additives are meant to give the material different properties like flexibility, texture, clarity, and color. There's literally like thousands of chemicals that can go into making plastic. And when you're trying to recycle them, I mean, with glass, it's just glass. You just recycle it back into glass. But each of these different kinds of plastics are different, especially when they get all mixed up, like when you put them in a, you know, in a recycle bin out in the front yard or something waiting to get picked up that mixed plastic becomes even more complicated because it's all mixed together. The researchers looked at a number of plastic recycling methods and two, what they call advanced recycling or chemical recycling methods, stood out as problematic. Pyrolysis and gasification. Can you explain briefly what these methods entail and why they aren't great for the environment? The study didn't actually focus on pyrolysis and gasification, but it did mention them and it did use them as a reference. Pyrolysis and gasification both use a lot of energy and heat, and there's emissions associated with that as well. And they're designed to turn the plastic back into, you know, these chemical building blocks. And the study focused on chemical recycling methods that could actually be considered closed loop, which means that the product out the end of that process could 
be turned back into plastic in a reasonable amount. And the pyrolysis and gasification didn't even sort of make the cut of being closed loop. And as a matter of fact, they found that only like 1% to 14% of the plastic that was sent through those processes can actually be retained as plastic. Usually pyrolysis and gasification, you know, are used to make fuel. And just turning plastic waste into fuel isn't considered recycling. You write that the plastics industry is looking to have advanced plastics recycling categorized and regulated by states as a manufacturing process and not as a waste disposal. Legislation has been passed in 21 states doing just that, including Pennsylvania. What are the implications of that classification? The uh, chemical industry or plastics industry would argue that the implications of that is to give support for what they say is an answer to the plastics crisis that we have in the United States and globally. I mean, it's a really big crisis. It's, It's like 400 million tons of plastic waste is generated each year globally, and it's twice as much as a couple decades ago. And, you know, most of it's dumped in landfills or burned in incinerators or littered across the environment. A lot gets in the ocean. So they would argue that you need to streamline the regulatory process to encourage this whole new technology. The environmental community that is fighting chemical recycling or advanced recycling, as the industry likes to call it, they see this as more of a sort of marketing ploy. There's a lot of pressure on the industry to do something about the problem. And by touting chemical recycling, they can say, see, look, this is what we're doing. But, it's, you know, at this point, it's just, just sort of questionable about whether or not it's actually going to be a, a real solution or not. James Bruggers covers the U.S. Southeast for Inside Climate News National Environment Reporting Network. You can read his story at AlleghenyFront.org. That's the Allegheny Front Environment Update. I'm Carol Holsapel. The Allegheny Front is based in Pittsburgh and reports on regional environmental news. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 7.50. Light snow this morning in the south. Partial clearing today. Highs in the 30s and 40s. Tonight, scattered snow showers with lows in the teens and 20s. Mostly sunny and breezy tomorrow with highs in the 20s. Support for the weather forecast is provided by the attorneys at Taurus Save a Law, representing firefighters, police officers, and West Virginia families. Information at TaurusSaveAlaw.com. And by Segra, providing fiber-based communication solutions that give businesses the freedom to grow. More information at Segra.com. Support WVPB during our Chocolate Challenge. Make a pledge online at wvpublic.org. Governor Jim Justice is touring the state advocating for his proposed tax cut. Randy Yoey sat down with Governor Justice for the legislature today to discuss a number of issues facing the state, including budget surpluses and tax reductions. First of all, in your state of the state, you talked about putting all curriculum online. From what I understand, parents are, can get an awful lot of the curriculum, if not all of it now. So what was your proposal there? Well, I, basically, you know, Randy, there's certain things, you know, that there are intricacies that I may not know or may not have exactly right. But let me tell you how, what I think. I think that we should not ever, 
ever expose our kids to something that maybe our parents don't know about. I mean, I think our parents should be involved. That's all, that's all that I'm saying. You know, at the end of the day, our parents being involved will make things better. And that's, that's the end of the story. Early childhood learning initiatives. Speaker Hanshaw has explained to me and shown me the data that says, yeah, this is needed if we right. want to raise those scores from the first to third grade. So, you know, you put $37 million in your budget. The, it looks like the Senate and the House are together to get these teachers' aides and helpers for first, second, and third grade. But we're struggling to just to get teachers hired right now. How are we going to get 1,500 helpers along with the teachers that we need hired? Well... It's a challenge in everything. I mean, it's a challenge, honestly, no matter what business it is today, whether it's McDonald's or teachers or coal miners. Were, it's tough all across the board, you know. But I believe, and, and I don't need to, I'm not circling back to this. How do you get more people in West Virginia? You've got to have more people. Well, I, I'll promise you how you get more people is you cut the personal income tax. That's all there is to it. That will drive people here. But with all that being said, you know, at the end of the day, we want to try to do any and everything we can to make things better for our students and better for our teachers. Now, think about this, Randy. Since I've been here, we did a 5% pay raise, a 5% pay raise, another 5% pay raise, and we want to do another one right now. You know, a 5% pay raise was the, his, the biggest in history. One, you know, well, we've done three and I've proposed the fourth. We need to continue to try to do that because we have got to compete. We have to compete, you know, and we got to compete with border states and everything. So there's all kinds of things you can do, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I think we've got to, we've got to reward and pay our, our teachers more, and we've absolutely got to take care of trying to supply aids to where our reading skills and everything will be better for our kids first through the third grade. Arming teachers. Uh... The, S, the SROs, the school, SPO, school protection officers. What right. do you think about having teachers having concealed carry? Well, I'll tell you this, you know, I'm a gun owner and I've hunted all my life and everything. And, and, uh, and, and I do not think that guns are killing people. I really think people are killing people. And, and so from the standpoint, though, of really, really bad events that you see that can happen and everything, you know, teachers being, you know, you know having a, a concealed weapon permit and teachers having knowledge about a weapon and how to, how to store it and protect it and everything, you know, it may very well be the, be the way that we end up going and everything. Because, but I do really believe that, you know, you know, uh, an enforcement officer at the school, armed and everything, is a great idea. And really and truly, I probably wouldn't be opposed to the teachers being armed, you know, with the permit, with, with, with the training, whatever. A lot of training, yeah. We've heard some uh, law enforcement professionals say that without tactical training, maybe it's not a good idea. But then I hear a legislature that a seventh grade teacher says, hey, if somebody comes into my room and I got my kids here, and all I got is a couple of chairs, maybe not a bad idea. I have a gun. So I think that's, that's a good debate for the legislature to have. No, I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, inflation of food goods alone went up 10% in 2022. So why not increase the minimum wage and make every position in West Virginia more competitive? Minimum wage hasn't been raised in West Virginia in seven years. Yeah, Randy, I wouldn't be opposed to that. You know, at the, at the end of the day, you got 
you got all kinds of people out there that are really hurting. I mean, that's all there is to it. And, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the principle behind the income tax cut. I mean, we got to do something. I mean, we got to put money in hardworking people's pockets today. That's all there is to it. And we've got we to surely try to take care of the, the hungry and the poor and everything. We've got to do that. I mean, for crying out loud, it is ridiculous people going hungry in the state of West Virginia today. And, uh, and there's all kinds of programs, whether it be communities and schools or whatever it may be, game changers, and it goes on and on and on. There's programs that are really helping. But uh, I would tell you this. I don't think I've ever seen a program in my life, that, and I'm not saying this because of the First Lady, but that works like communities and schools. It's really good. But you would be in favor of uh, raising that minimum wage? I mean, we'd look at it. Let's just, let's just leave it there and everything. I think that debate really needs to go on and everything. I don't know. I, I've not heard anything about, about if that is in front of our legislature today, but if it is and everything, let's let them get through that. And, you know, if they bring me something that they're supportive of, I'll probably be really supportive of it. That was Governor Jim Justice speaking with Randy Yowie for the legislature today. To hear more of that interview, visit our website at wvpublic.org.